Welcome to Kinetic, a healthcare wrap bonus series about careers and leadership in healthcare marketing and related fields, including digital strategy and consumerism. The modern world of work is constantly moving, so in this series, we bring you musings on careers and leadership from well-known friends. Our goal is to highlight the journeys that some of our friends have taken to reach their work goals and some of the insights that they've learned along the way. I'm Jared Johnson, founder of the Shift Forward Health Production and Marketing Group. Over the course of this bonus series, we will be sharing exclusive interviews with an all-star lineup of experienced leaders. Today, my guest is Alan Shoebridge, Associate Vice President of National Communication for Providence. Let's get moving. So Alan, I'm really excited to dig in. You and I were just speaking recently, and we noticed a gap out there. You want to recall that conversation? Because I thought it was really interesting that you and I were kind of seeing some of the same things. Yeah, well, I think this is a really important topic, kind of discussing how you can raise your voice in the industry and in a way that benefits your career in in multiple aspects. You know, just thinking through, you have important things to say. um, And sometimes it's hard to get started, to know where to get started. But I think there's so much value in lending your voice to the conversation. And as you and I were discussing, there's so many people out there that have interesting perspectives. Um, They may be newer to the industry or newer to the role, but they've really got some stuff to say. And how do we get them to participate? How do we can encourage that participation. So I think it's an excellent topic and one that there's just so much to dig into on this. So it's I'm really excited to talk with you about it. Yeah, I agree. It was interesting. We were both kind of seeing that same gap. We were talking about, hey, are there early career professionals, some of those who are younger and have a few less years of experience, who have just an awesome perspective to be shared. And we're just not seeing that as often as maybe we used to through like a personal blog or podcast or anything, even just like LinkedIn posts or Twitter. And we just together, like we haven't seen that as often as maybe we were a few years ago. So we were kind of like, you know, is there an opportunity here to bring it up and and share some reflections on it? Uh, Alan, I know you yourself talk about building a personal brand. I mean, what, what are some of the benefits that you've seen throughout the years building your personal brand? Yeah, well, I mean, at a very fundamental level, and I'm just, I'm going to say this, it's never a bad thing to be known by more people for something good. So if you have a perspective on your industry, if you have skill sets that it would be good just to promote that, again, building a network, building a brand, and if people know you for something good, it's always going to have a benefit to you. Uh, I know people can be kind of a little bit uh, hesitant to do that. It might feel like bragging. It might feel like I don't feel comfortable talking about myself, but you have to think about the fact that you're the most heavily invested in your career. You need to look out for your career growth. And one way to do that, a really important way to do that is to build a brand. And people will kind of hesitate. Again, that term, personal brand. Some people just do not like that term. It makes them feel uncomfortable. But really, it's like, what are people talking about? And are you in the conversation? Are they talking about you as a thought leader? Have they seen you do a post or a presentation or article, something? And that's just really important because without having some visibility, having a big network, I think today in today's environment, that's an impediment and it's an opportunity to really position yourself as someone who has something to say in the industry. So I think that as anyone who has this sort of interest in how am I going to progress my career? How am I going to get to the next level of leadership? You need to think about who knows you, what are you known for, and can you build that brand? So again, I would encourage people not to be sort of dissuaded or uncomfortable with this idea of a personal brand because we either have some sort of personal brand or nobody knows you for anything. And that could be a big barrier into in really 
giving yourself more opportunities to grow your career. Yeah, I agree. The The net result is you are giving yourself more opportunities. Like you were just saying, I've used a lot of platforms as a playground, as a way to experiment, as a lab. And back when I was kind of cutting my teeth, learning new social media platforms, and I mean, everything from from web content to blogs, to, uh, to video, to social media, I was being looked to and asked to share what the business value is and what the rules of engagement are with, you know, with the broader team. And then eventually with company leaders. And there's no way I could have learned all that just within the restricted area, the safe space of the organization, because we didn't even have like policies yet for those things in the company. So I had to learn them somewhere else. And it was so much easier to look back at for whatever it was. I'm like, hey, I'm just sharing a perspective on some random thing. It probably felt like at the time, but I'm like, hey, I can look back at, hey, I learned this is how Google works. <laughs> you know, when I'm, I learned basic SEO plugging in just stuff for my own website back in the day. And I learned basic rules of engagement for Twitter and Facebook and even YouTube back in the day. I'm like, yep, this works, this doesn't, even just on a basic level. Even just having something to go on, I found was actually very useful in a marketing role because we're constantly being asked to learn. And again, sometimes the the environment you have at work, sometimes it, le- it leads itself to to making that possible. But a lot of times it doesn't, again, because those rules haven't been developed yet. And it's important to play within the rules. So you need to learn where those where those guideposts are and, and just learn a little bit about it. I found that tremendously useful myself. And I also just think to your point of being known for something, it's it's important just to, to be in the mix, to be one of those. It's like, okay, yeah, I know this person has shared a point of view on that and I can respect that. And, and it looks like it's come from some experience where they've learned something or they just want to have something to share. You know, so let's have you be in the mix. One of those who's considered maybe not necessarily the number one expert. You don't have to be the top person who always gets asked to do something, but your point of view and your perspective is still so worthwhile. And I think that's that's something, I don't know if, if it's totally getting lost, uh, but I, I do think it's it's something worth mentioning again, that there are so many points of view that we don't even get to see very often because maybe some, some just don't feel comfortable putting it out there. And yet, I, for one, I love looking for new perspectives. I learn from them. Yeah, I absolutely. And I think, you know, a stumbling block for some people or a hesitation and I've had conversations with really talented, smart people, and I'll talk to them and say, hey, you know, you should think about doing a presentation, putting in a submission for, you know, HMPS or one of the other conferences. And I've had these really talented people tell me, I don't know what I talk about. I don't, and, then, and then I would think with them for about 30 seconds and suggest about five topics that I think they could really nail. But they have to get over that first initial hesitation of, well, why would people want to hear from me? Or, you know, what makes me an expert? There's sort of that imposter syndrome thing that I think we, is real that many of us go through. And you kind of have to push through that and think about, like you said, what are you doing at work that maybe some other people aren't doing in the same way? You have a unique take, you have an experience, you have a, a case study. You know, how can you take that and share it with people? And I think, you know, the 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 starting point can be that you've done something unique, you've learned from something, and think about how you could educate others. That's a great way to get started. Um, but you have to get out of that mindset of you don't have something to offer. In a lot of, in most cases, I think almost everyone has something to offer. And you just have to kind of think of what that is. And I think you made a good point when you were talking before as well. These opportunities build on each other. Once you do one thing, once you give one presentation, it's going to lead to something else. You might do an article, you might do a podcast, you might do whatever, but you've kind of got to get started. And, and again, thinking through what that unique thing is that you can do 
and for me, you know, I, this was something I started more than 15 years ago, but I had done some pretty unique at the time email research. And it, this doesn't sound revolutionary at all, but, but now, but back then it was. And I pitched some articles, I did some presentations, and all of a sudden, you know, people who had seen it or been in an audience, they would say, well, come to this other presentation, or we've got a virtual thing going on. Can you join us here? You know, so the opportunity, once you kind of get it kicked off, it really becomes much more, you know, much easier to get in the flow. And then as you start getting noticed for one thing, you'll find opportunities to kind of branch out, talk about other skill sets, other knowledge you have, but you've got to get started. And, and I think there's so many people that have great knowledge. And I come back to, it's, there's a lot of opportunity for people like you and I to help coach some of these people, find people who have something unique to say and encourage them. And so I would talk to people who are listening to this today. If, if you're more in that mentor role, find these unique voices, help encourage these people to share their stories, because I think a lot of times they just need a little bit of support to kind of get off and get started. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I've seen that as well. And when I think in particular, the value of encouraging those who are earlier in their career, maybe have a few less years of experience, and really might feel like when they try to compare themselves to somebody who has been doing it for 10, 12, 15 years, man, I just, I'm not going to get there. I want to put this call out there right now and kind of try to dispel that and remind everybody that we need a diversity of ideas and perspectives in every industry, especially ours. We don't have a monopoly on the perfect way of doing everything. Leaders in the industry are learning just as much as everyone else of what needs to change and evolve, what things to hold on to, where we have had success and can keep finding success and ways to change. And a lot of that comes by infusing new ideas into the marketplace, if you will. I've always needed that. I've always needed the diversity of ideas. It's too easy for me to just get locked into my point of view on something and assume that everyone should just fall in line with that. I've learned that is not the way that things work, (laughs) safe to say. And besides that, I'm genuinely curious about what other points of view are anyway. So I think there's there's just a value in those who say, you know, have three, five, seven years of experience, perhaps, that, again, if they're looking to those who have just been doing it for a long time, that hopefully doesn't keep them from saying, well, I do have this one. You know what? I, you know, I look at this thing. I've observed this thing from our team or from the industry, and I ask this question, but I would like to see some change. And I just don't know how to do it. Believe me, this is how change happens in the industry is by people starting to speak up. And I'm telling you, we need more of that from people of more diverse backgrounds from just seeing the world in a different way. Yeah, I totally agree. And again, it's something that, again, people like you and I can look for those voices. I think we need to help people. Uh, There's a big mentorship component of this. And one of the nice things, I mean, we're in this era, which is actually really nice in that. You can connect with people. And I, I know LinkedIn is a big source for me. I've met so many people on that platform and sort of developed a relationship that's led to opportunities, has you know talked about partnering up on a presentation or someone will say, hey, I, I heard you talking to Jared. Would you come on my podcast and have a conversation? So use those platforms that are out there. You know, If you're just kind of getting started, make sure you're on LinkedIn. Make sure you're going to some of these things. If there's virtual conferences that, you know, if you can't always travel, I understand that, but you can do things, you can get on, you know, an hour webinar, find out what people are talking about and think about what you have to offer or maybe a different take on something. Um, that's that's such a good way to get started. But I, I think one of the main things people really need to give some consideration to 
It's building their network, getting established out and sharing things of value. And, you know, there's so many strategies about how you can even start small. Like if you're building up a network on LinkedIn and you want people to kind of recognize you and you find the right voices to listen to, you know, you don't always have to post a lot of content yourself. You can weigh in on conversations. You can follow the right hashtags. You can use comments on things that are happening. You can see posts from people and, and respond and offer a take. But I just feel like getting started, building a network is going to set you up for success. And as you start weighing in on conversations and then maybe having your own content more and more, people are going to turn to you as a voice. And, you know, it's fascinating with social media because you can just reach people in a way that it just wasn't feasible like 15 years ago, maybe even 10 years ago. Um, there's so much more opportunity now. And I know that whenever I go to a conference, I'll see people and they'll be like, oh, I saw your article. And most, some of these people, actually most of them, I didn't even see maybe a reaction on the content itself. I didn't, they didn't leave a comment or even a like, but they saw it, they thought of me. And then when they saw me in person, they made a connection. So there's just so much opportunity and there's an easy way to get started, but you kind of have to just go and, and just get into it and then look for people who can, you can really model an approach after. Uh, you mentioned you can start by commenting on other people's posts on LinkedIn. That is a fantastic strategy. It works very well. LinkedIn is just very friendly right now. The algorithm is to showing that comment in other people's feeds and provided people know how to do so professionally and respectfully. I find that to be a super effective way to just get a point of view across on something. I'm always still shocked and I should probably, I could probably do it more. I know there's more opportunity, but I'm always shocked when people respond to a comment on somebody else's post that I put and I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess, you know, <laughs> uh, sometimes you get, you get more engagement on that than your own post. And it just, it depends on the topic and, and a lot of things, but that's a great place to start. You know, you start testing out and saying, you know, there's probably almost everybody has one to three to five topics or points of view that are of interest to more than just them. And so I always like to to start like, what are those things? One of them for me is right now is consumer transformation. How do we help marketers play a leading role in the consumer transformation that, that can happen in healthcare to make healthcare easier? But that wasn't a topic for me, say, three years ago. And so it does, it can evolve, but I just think that's a, that's a great thing to experiment with and learn from. Also LinkedIn is uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. You can get a lot of visibility on something right away without having to learn all of the steps of, of creating highly effective uh, creative material, you know, images and videos and whatever. And I still encourage you to do that. But if we're talking starting points, you can start by putting out some text posts on LinkedIn or, or some really simple tweets and just see what kind of engagement it gets You'll learn really fast what things people like to hear about from you, and then you just build off of that. I mean, it, there is a point where you have to put in your reps. You know, it doesn't all come at once, but there are so many different starting points, and you're right. They weren't there as effectively a few years ago. Yeah, and I think going into the, what people can do, you know, there's a blend of people sometimes feel like there's this pressure of it has to be all original content. It has to be things that I'm doing on my own every time. And I tell people, that's a great way to get started is to share industry news with a little bit of commentary, maybe even just a sentence or two. You don't have to come up with a brilliant you know, new post every day. You can weigh in, you can share industry news, you can share things that are exciting. You know, obviously there's a lot going on with AI right now. 
you know, do you share a, a story from somewhere on that with a couple sentences of commentary? Sometimes that's just a great way to get started. And you can really look to build your network through comments on others. Like that's so big. That's a huge one to mine. But you don't have to feel the pressure to necessarily do all this original content all the time. It can be a mix of that and showing some of your perspective on industry issues and just things that are going on in the workplace today. I would encourage people, that's a way to start. Just get started doing that. And you'll really build your network, build your connections, and build a little bit of a presence and a brand for yourself. Uh, That's such great advice here, Alan. Any final thoughts? Yeah, well, I just would encourage anyone who's thinking about this that it's important. And I want to reiterate the fact that do not treat having a personal brand as something that you feel like is arrogant or bragging or is is a dirty word. Having a personal brand is a good thing. It'll help you grow. Opportunities will come your way. And again, I would just say the more people who know you for something good, for something positive, for something unique, that can only be good for your career growth. So I would encourage it. And I'll just say one other thing. Even if you don't want to necessarily leave your organization or get a new job somewhere else, it is important internally too as well. So if you're kind of thinking about progressing into leadership roles, you want people where you work to recognize you. To say this person thinks creatively about the work that we do, they're respected in the industry, they have a lot of connection, that is also good for you. So this is this idea of building a personal brand, it's not about leaving where you work or any of that. It's just thinking about how you set yourself up really long term for success and growth. Hey, hope you enjoyed this conversation. Stay tuned for our next bonus episode featuring Kathy Divis and some exclusive moments about the founding of Greystone and the Healthcare Internet Conference.